There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My next guest claims she didn't know much about the skincare industry in Ireland when she set up Pestle and Mortar back in 2014, except that it was very difficult to break into. However, that didn't stop her taking the plunge. And now six years on, it's going from strength to strength, winning overall business of the year at the National Enterprise Awards last year. And well-known retailers like Arnott's, Brown Thomas, Liberty in London, Harvey Nichols and Bloomingdale's in the US, to name just a few, are stocking her brand. As well as running the company, she's a proud mum to five gorgeous children. So how does she juggle it all? What are the key ingredients to success? I'm delighted to be joined by Sonia Deasy, founder of Pestle and Mortar for Much Needed Monday Motivation. How are you doing, Sonia? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. It's so great to have you on the on the programme. Thank you so much for, for taking the time out. Now, I want to just go back to the beginning because this all started with your father. He was a real entrepreneur starting from the ground up, working as a door-to-door salesman and eventually opening his own shop. He must have taught you an awful lot about running a successful business. Um, he did. I suppose I grew up in a self-employed family um, um, and I think I was probably thrown in at the deep end after I graduated from UCD. I took over the running of his store for around three or four years. So he, he left me in there <laughs> managing all the staff, um, doing all the buying for the store, uh, managing payroll, opening and closing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He threw, threw you in the deep end, absolutely. Like, I mean, at 20, running a business, you know, big responsibility for somebody so young. He obviously trusted you. Um, did, would you say that that was your baptism of fire then? Was that where you learned everything that you know today? Um, I think it was, a, yeah, it was a good, it was a good grounding and a good be- beginning. And um, I suppose I learned skills there, like consistency, hard work, Um that I don't, you know, I don't take for granted now. And I completely understood back then how difficult it was and it still is to run your own business. Now, what I find surprising, though, is before that, you were the only one out of all your siblings who didn't study business. You took a different <laughs> path. You studied philosophy and uh, Greek and Roman civilizations as well. I did. So I was, they call me the RT one in the family. So <laughs> I, have, I have four brothers and a sister my brothers all studied business um, and my sister studied biochemistry. So out of all of us, he threw me in there. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I was a middle child. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and was this, was this sort of deviation into philosophy? Was that sort of something where you kind of think, thought, OK, look, 
I think I want to go a different path here. I'm not sure I want to actually go into business. Well, I suppose growing up, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Um, so I was always interested in fashion, um, always from a very young age. And my dad did have a drapery store and he stocked everything. Um, but I didn't really know, you know, some people like my husband, for example, he knew he wanted to be a portrait photographer. So he studied commercial photography and he knew that at a very young age. And I think that, you know, those people are, I look at my own kids, I've got five kids and I look at them and I kind of think, you know, if you know now what you want to do, you're so lucky. (laughs) Um, But I suppose I studied, you know, I I studied arts in UCD and, you know, I discussed this with my dad and my dad, my parents, both my parents are Indian and they're very much into education. So his his own philosophy was get a degree and get a grounding in something, get a primary education, and then from there you can do whatever you wish. So if you if you want to continue to study, you can do that. So really, he actually wanted me to become a teacher. Ah, okay. <laughs> ah, that's really interesting. And you yeah. know what? I love that you said that you didn't know what you wanted to do mm-hmm. when you were a child. I think a lot of people will will find a lot of comfort in that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still figuring it out myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so then, as you mentioned, you know, you're very interested in fashion. And after working for your, your dad and taking over the business for him for a while, you went to uh, work with your brother, setting up a wholesale clothing business. Yes. So have you always known that you wanted to work for yourself? A desk job, uh, definitely the nine to five thing wasn't for you. I don't think it was a conscious decision. I think that I think I just presumed that I, I don't think I even thought about it. I just presumed that I would never that I would always work for myself. I don't know whether that's because <laughs> of the way I was brought up, but I never I, I mean, out of six of us, I think only one of us, I think the eldest after he graduated, um, he he took a job for a year and he was the only one out of six of us that did that. And he only lasted a year. <laughs> and he has his own business as well. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't think I ever even thought that I would work for somebody else. Yeah, it's just something that's kind of been in you, maybe that yeah. entrepreneurial drive coming from, from your parents. But, you know, you mentioned the photography company. We have to mention this, uh, that your husband set up and you were very much running that with him mm-hmm. after after some time with the, the clothing business. Um, now, you, that company, uh, weathered the storm of a recession. And for a photography company, you know, uh, at that time, things were very, very turbulent. Um, you know, there was a lot of businesses like that closing up. So how did you guys survive? So we were we, we were very lucky in the photography business. So my husband had he was well known in, in our industry and our photography studio was it was probably one of the best portrait photography studios in Ireland at the time. Um, and he'd won a lot of awards and accolades. Um, and we um, we kind of fell into education around <laughs> the recession. Yeah. So we we had a lot of contacts in America and we were always um, learning from other portrait photographers in America and how they were running their business. So we were we our studio we we ran it like a well-oiled machine. So we had a whole process built out around our studio. So we were maximizing um, with a business like that. It's very much reliant on on my husband, who is a photographer, and then I was in there. I was running the business and I was doing a lot of the sale, the, the selling of the portraits. Um, so 
our time was was it, it, we had the whole thing costed out. So yeah. if we were working X amount of hours, how much did we need to make? So we weren't just it wasn't a wing and a prayer. So the whole thing was costed out. Um, so we had a business model, um, and our studio was recognised as having a really good portrait photography business model by our peers in America. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned there, I think that that I'd definitely like to pick up on is that you were learning from from contacts, as you mentioned, in the US. Like, is mm-hmm. this important? Because so often you see people who feel that they know it all. You know, I've been in this business for years and I know everything there is to know. Do you have to be really open to learning from others all the time? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, everything we've learned is from other people and watching other businesses Um, and we always look further afield so we would always look to the US because traditionally they were always ahead of the curve and ahead of what we were doing here in order for us to be ahead of the curve um, we here in our business in Ireland we had to look to other markets so if we looked at what everyone was doing in Ireland we wouldn't be ahead of the curve Mm. so um, that was we we always did that in 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 we, we still do it in our own business here. Yeah. And you know, at this stage, you know, when, when you're running the, the company with your husband and it's the recession and it's difficult, you know, you've got five children at this mm. stage. Were there days where you worried, oh my God, you know, how are we going to pay bills or is this going to work? How, you know, was there, was there any anxiety that crept in during this time? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> those years were those years were full of anxiety. We were, we were just in survival mode. We used to, we flew all around the world. I remember at that time I was expecting our fifth child and we used to fly from, we would be in America maybe six times a year, we'd fly to Brazil and we would um, we would um, uh, attend photography conferences and speak at them. Um, so we would get paid so we'd get a professional fee for speaking and then we also sold back then, we sold a DVD of our business model so um, absolutely, I mean, we were, <laughs> like our business was a luxury business. Mm. Um, it wasn't a necessity. Um, and it, it, our, our main customers um, in our portrait photography studio were young families with children and they were the people that were hit the yeah. worst in the recession. So yeah, we were just in survival mode. Um, we were surviving. We got paid very well. So for speaking, um uh, and we did sell a lot of product on the back of that. And then in the middle of that, we did set up an online business, which was called Seamless Photo. Um, it's an, it was an online photography accessories business. Okay, so again, just sort of adapting and adjusting your, yeah. your business model to the to the situation that, that arises for you. Now, speaking of a mum, because I know it's, it's a role that you take on, you know, so, so uh, important to you. How do you juggle it all, though? Because, you know, being there for the kids, running the business, you know, how do you strike that balance? I think women struggle with this, particularly. We believe sometimes that we can't do both well. We feel guilty maybe if we work too much and we feel guilty because we enjoy our work. So I look at you and I go, how is she doing this? well i i do have health at home um and also i don't i tend not to you know i come into work say this morning i drop the kids to school the older three to school so i'm sitting at my desk by quarter past eight um and i leave at five um and then i'm straight you know when you have like we've so many kids when i get home it's really all about them Mm. um and i i switch off and i'm i'm 
I'm mother at home. Yeah, you're the yeah, next I'm cooking child. the dinner, yeah, <laughs> and I'm making sure they're doing their, their homework. And, uh, like, I don't feel guilty because mm. I work. Um, absolutely not. And I think that they hugely, I've got three girls and two boys, and I think that they really benefit from seeing me work. Um, and my girls would definitely think, you know, if, you know, if I asked them what would their ambitions be or what would they like to be, you know, they, one of them would say, well, I want to be an engineer or I want to be. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely. Yeah. And you're so right. You know, you, you shouldn't feel guilty for, for enjoying your work if you're a mother. So tell me about Pestle and Mortar. Tell me about the inspiration, because the story behind how this company came about is great. Tell, tell me about this. Um, so it was back when we had our portrait photography um, business. Um, and we were traveling a lot, speaking at conferences, especially in America. And it was here that I noticed that um, a lot of uh, women had, when I looked through the back of the lens, the photography lens, that their skin was dry, dull and dehydrated. But it was in America that I noticed that makeup artists were prepping um, model skin that didn't have perfect skin with products with hyaluronic acid in them. And it was the first time that I noticed and saw this ingredient and I actually saw how well it worked. So I got thinking and uh, I got thinking um, about skincare and what if I could offer this to my clients, um, uh, you know, back in the studio because mm. we were we were photographing just everyday normal people. So at these conferences, I got to see um, photographers photographing models that wasn't our business we never photographed models so um, that was my first thought and also when I started looking into skincare I realized that it's just really complicated um, <laughs> and I couldn't understand it so I just thought to myself how can I make this really simple and come up with something that actually works um, so there's a history of natural healing in my family so my dad's brother he is still the medis- a medicine man in India. But wow. my grandfather, his dad, um, w- was a medicine man in India. So natural healing goes back in my family over 100 years. So it was there that I started looking at my heritage and combining natural ingredients with n- ingredients from science um, to create our first product. I love that. I love that you've drawn from the from your own background as well into this. Now, you know, you mentioned there skincare. You didn't know huge amount about it. It's also a huge industry breaking into it. It's so competitive. There's so many products out there. You didn't let this put you off, which I love. What made you go for it? Was it about taking the risk and trusting yourself to pull it off? I think that when when we created our first product, um, we did we we actually didn't really realize how big the skincare market was and we didn't either realize how competitive it was Um, and I think that maybe if we had known those two things we might not have jumped in like we did so sometimes that's a good thing so we had no preconceived ideas about the skincare industry so when we launched our first product, um, we the first thing is we didn't tell people about what we were doing. So sometimes if you tell the wrong people, they'll put you off the idea. Um, so we only told those close to us, which would be my family and my husband's family. And they would always encourage us because we're myself and my husband, we're always full of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, so they would always encourage us, but we didn't tell anybody else, nobody else. So, 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 for example, when we launched our first product, I 
just showed it to some of my friends and they they were like, oh, we didn't know you were working on this. And I'd been working on it for over 18 months. I said, oh, yeah, I've been doing this in the background and here's the product. And um, so I think that um, for us, um, when we launched, then initially when we launched the week of launch, we did get some people in the industry that said to us, um, you know, if you think you're going to get into Brown Thomas or Arnott, forget about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now this amazing <laughs> brand is stocked everywhere, like Bloomingdale's, Harvey Nichols. I mean, I could go on and on and on. So that's like a real kind of, you know, you've showed them. You've showed them, Sonia, well, you know. Well, I, I just, my initial reaction was, but I never said I was going to go into those stores, you know, who yes. said I was going to go there. And then we did, there's a cosmetic show every year that happens in, in Dublin. And we did that show and here we were, um, a skincare brand and we had one product. Oh my um, God. So there was a lot of exhibitors there kind mm. of whispering, saying, who do they think they are? <laughs> but, the, but, uh, but all the customers embraced it. They were like, oh my God, this is so cool. We can stock this brand and we only have to buy one product. We don't have to buy 30 or yes. 40 or some hundreds of products. Yeah. So I suppose that was one of the keys to our success at the beginning. But, you know, you, you say you don't maybe say have have vis- visioned that, you know, your mm. product would end up in the stores. But is there a little bit of visualisation going on with you, Sonia? Because, you know, obviously you are a grafter. You are such a hard worker. You're always working away in the background. But is there a little part of you that's visualising success? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, when we launched our product, um, my husband is very systems driven. So he made sure in the background we had our e-com store and all of our systems are based, they're cloud-based systems. Um, and also he set up fulfillment center in the U.S. So if we happen to get U.S. orders, and I used to say to him, if we happen to, I mean, like <laughs> we were, you know, that was kind of a pie in the sky for us because yes. the, the, we, we had had seen this photo and we, that was an online photography accessory brand. We no longer have it, but we knew how difficult it was to sell online. It's just, it's not easy. Mm. Um, it's, it's not easy. So we knew how difficult it was. Um, but even, even given that, my husband had set up all the systems. Originally, we actually just wanted to be online. And then when we launched, we got so many stockist inquiries, like hundreds. Within the first three months, I think we wow. stopped, we got 180 inquiries. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's the key there. And then what about challenges, right? What's the biggest challenge you had to overcome and what did you learn about yourself going through it? <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think the answer to this question, like most entrepreneurs, we face challenges every day <laughs> it's one it's, it's literally one theory one challenge after another <laughs> so honestly if you get up and you go okay what's going to what's the challenge today and how will I solve it so it's every day and if you don't enjoy that aspect of business or running your own business you you never be able to run your own business every day is okay <laughs> what, do we, what do we have to solve today or yeah I love yeah. that. And, and you know, what advice would you have then for particularly for women who might be listening to you today and think, I have an idea for a business, but I'm afraid to start? What, what, what advice would you have for them? I think that if you're passionate enough about your idea, um, I think 
the passion will come through and it will be successful. I also think that you should definitely contact your local enterprise board. They're so good. They will help you. They will, you know, even if you think that, okay, my business skills are lacking, they will teach you the fact they have all these courses. They can teach you the foundations of business. Um, They can also lend you money um, if they believe that your idea is viable. Um, And then also it's good to get some, um, you know, third party that that you're delivering your business plan to. And they say, okay, there's an idea in this. We think, it, it will work and we can offer you, you know, a 2,000 euro online voucher um, to help set up your online store. Um, so I think definitely going to the local enterprise board is, is would, be, would be where I would start. And speaking about them, because on Wednesday, uh, there's a very special event. National Women in Enterprise Day is happening. You are one of the speakers. This is a must yeah. event for so many women out there that are running their own business. It is, because if you're even thinking about running your own business, we, we all started somewhere. So, you know, I am, or I, I was that person that was thinking of starting their own business. So everybody had to start somewhere. Um, and the amount of knowledge uh, that you will, you, you learn so much from, from myself and from the other women that are participating. Okay, so and we'll, we'll give details of how to register for that. So just to finish up, normally at the end of Monday Motivation, we ask uh, people like yourself who are successful in business and at living their best lives about their morning routine. Because I find people like yourself have a very specific morning routine. Would you care to share yours with us? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my morning routine is I get, I, you know, I love sleeping. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So really, I should get up at six thirty, but I don't. I get up at six forty-five. So, <laughs> um, so I get up at six forty-five. I um, the first thing I do is I go downstairs and I have a pint of hot water with a lemon before I do anything. And while I'm drinking that, I will start to make some of my children's lunches. <laughs> lunches, the, the yeah. dreaded lunchbox I know, yeah I know. I know and then I'll make my own and then I go upstairs get ready um, I've had my breakfast so I eat porridge every single morning <laughs> I'm a porridge fan I'm now listen uh, for during the week weekends I have to have a bit of a weekend breakfast vibe going yeah. but I do love the porridge with berries and all the rest in the morning yes yeah. so I eat porridge every single morning and I have freshly squeezed orange juice so there's always a who will squeeze the orange juice. So <laughs> norm, my son, normally, he will squeeze the orange juice if I ask him nicely. If he won't, then I go down to one of the, my daughters or maybe <laughs> I'll end up doing it. So we squeeze the orange juice, drink that and out the door you're um, set up and yeah. ready and ready yeah. to go absolutely yeah. well look Sonia it's been an absolute pleasure having you on 11 to 1 continued success with Pestle and Mortar thank you so much for taking the time out today from your extremely busy schedule to give us much needed Monday motivation not at all it was great to chat with you today life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.